Okie dokie. So, life update. Um, I, what did I just watch? I binged something this weekend. Oh, Lord of the Rings, uh, Rings of Power TV show. Oh, did you finally watch it? I finally binged it. What'd you think? Um, I really liked it. I, it made me want to read the books officially, mm-hmm. um, because I really wanted to watch the movies, but I was like, no, if you watch the movies, you're going to take forever before you read the books because the movies are so long. Um, that's why I'm waiting to, to watch the movies because we watched The Hobbit we watched all the Hobbit movies. My gosh, that took forever. Lord of the Rings is longer. I know. It Ring- took a week of my life. A Rings of The Rings of Power was really, really good. And that was when I was just starting. I, I What we did was, when I told Dad, I was like, I want to watch Lord of the Rings. He said, well, Rings of Power is coming out, so we're going to watch it in order. So we watched Rings of Power all the way through. Then we watched The Hobbit, and then we're going to eventually watch the Lord of the Rings. Probably we'll watch Lord of the Rings when I, if I'm... Um, Laid up on the couch, recovering. <laughs> yeah. But um, it made me want to read the books. So I think they're going to be pretty soon. Um, but I thought it was really good. I watched it in two days. Um, I, I feel like I need more. What sounds like this today? I feel like it would have been more. It would have had more of an impact on me if I knew more about the world. Yeah. Because I definitely, like, there were some moments that I was like, I feel like that's an important thing that he just said, and I don't know what it's supposed to be, like, referencing, Yeah, but the, just the way they said it, I'm like, mm, that's important, but I don't know how. <laughs> There's probably lots of things, see, this is the bad thing about, like, when you are not as familiar with the world, you just, like, you know, and I'm not saying the movies are bad, but there's some things that are skipped. Well, I knew enough to know that the yeah. one guy was Gandalf. Mm-hmm. I figured that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously Sauron. And the creation of Mordor I thought was pretty cool. I was like, I know the Southlands is where Mordor is. Yes. So when they were showing all that, I was like, that's new. So then when Mordor became created, I was like, ooh, okay. This yeah, is how I this even, happened. I even guessed that. Like, I guessed that when they were talking about, like, all that stuff. I was like, I wonder if that's Mordor. And Dad goes, look at you being smart. And I know practically nothing. Yeah. I've watched the movies. So, I mean, like, I just have movie knowledge. But I knew that he was Gandalf. Um, I figured that guy, I, I knew that guy was, like, not who he said he was. From oh, I know. the minute they met on the ship and he said, I took it off of a dead man. And she said, she didn't believe him. I was like, no, he's telling the truth. That he is not who he says he is. I knew it. And I was crazy. Me and dad went back. What's crazy, though, is throughout that whole time, because we we were watching it as it come out, so it was week by week, and we were debating back and forth, like, I'm telling you, it's this person. And we went back and forth. And for a while, when it got to that point, I thought I was at, it got to a point where I actually thought I was wrong, but then it actually turns out I was right at the end. So I was like, look at me. I predicted something. (laughs) I didn't know who he was, but I knew he was not who he said he was. And then when the three witches were trying to take Gandalf and he, like, attacked them, the one girl said, he is not Sauron. I was like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah. It's that guy. I kind of, 
because I, I was like going back and forth. I was like, I think he's Gandalf, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, and then when they said he is not our Sauron, I was like, oh, it is that other guy and that is Gandalf. Well, dad said something because dad knows a lot more about like Lord of the Rings stuff. And he said it's either Gandalf because there's a certain line that he says where he's like, that's probably Gandalf. He says it at the end and that's a line that and Gandalf And he said, says. or it's probably one of the blue witches. And I was like, who the heck is the blue witches? And I don't no, really know who they are. But anyways, I want to read the books and I actually have, I actually have the Silmarillion, which is like the, mm-hmm. it's like the Bible mm-hmm. <laughs> of J.R. Tol- Tolkien. It's like, I want to read that. And there's like a ton of other stuff that was, I think it, there's a lot of spinoff. They, he made a lot of like, there was, there was a lot of stuff that I, th- I don't know if it was published after his death or yeah what, um, well, there's a couple people I work with that are like huge Lord of the Rings nerds and they confirmed cause I said, it's Gandalf, right? And they were like, yeah, it's Gandalf. So. Okay. See, I kind of, he kind of, I lo- mean, unless they're wrong, but I, I mean, don't think they he kind of looks like him and just from like that one line that he says at the end, I was like. You're Gandalf. You 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 have that he vibe. He just had the vibes, and I was like, "You have Gandalf. the vibe also, of wearing a robe, like the entirety of the series." The powerful Ian McKellen is flowing through you right now. Sorry. Yes, exactly. You have the vibe um, of the powerful, just butt kickery wizard, yeah. <laughs> old man. I just, I don't know. My favorite. Like, of the, I don't want to call them creatures, but I guess they're creatures. My favorite of, like, the world is the elves. Yes. I love the elves. Um, and I just love, like, their names and the way they say things. Like, Elrond just calling Galadriel. And I'm like, <laughs> I love that. But, well, so this is the funny thing. My favorite, like, creature of that universe is the elves. It feels mm-hmm. weird to call them creature. I, like, I don't know what else to call them. Um, is the elves, but my favorite characters are always the dwarves. Yes. I don't know. Like, I just love the elven kingdom and I love the Mm -hmm. elves. I love like the lore behind them and everything about them, but I freaking love the dwarves, man. I ride or die for the dwarves. Yeah. I feel like I'm always drawn towards the elves because their lore is really, really interesting. But then you've got, but I really like the dwarves ways of life. Like the whole thing with Doran that more was cool. So, more so, like, I love the elves. They're my favorite. But my favorite characters just always end up being the dwarves. And it's just usually because they're, they're so just, funny. like, so hardcore. And I love them. Um, but, yeah, as far as, like, kingdoms and, like, actual, like, characters go, the elves are, like, my favorite. But I usually, like, my favorite character ends up being A lot of people have fan casted the girl who plays Galadriel as Aelin. <laughs> Oh, I've seen it and everywhere. I kind, and I'm kind wearing, of behind it. So I had seen that already. And so when I'm watching it, I'm going, yeah, I can see it. Oh, she's in green and gold. Oh, there she is. Oh, she's in armor, swinging a sword. Okay. Hello, Aylin. Yes. <laughs> nice to meet you. So if they ever, if she makes, if the Hakatar TV show goes through, eventually they're gonna have, and Maybe she's planning it this way. We've we've said this before. Sarah J. Moss, Taylor Swift would be best friends. Yes. Because they're both masterminds. And I have a theory that I think the reason that 
Throne of Glass never went through and that Akatar is now trying to go through and hopefully does go through is because with the way that Akatar is leading, you're if you continue the show, you're gonna have to do a Throne of Glass and spinoff and you're gonna have to do a Crescent City spinoff. Oh, one hundred percent. I think she's done that on purpose because it forces these other shows to be made and I'm so excited about it. But my fan cast for Aelin Honestly, I would love the girl who played Galadriel, but I think by that time she'll be too old. I would honestly love to see the girl who plays Cirilla from The Witcher. Yes! I think she'd be great. After seeing that scene where she was on fire, she's got the hair for it. Well, she can do the hair for it. And I think she could play the character really, really well. She does good stunt work. Mm-hmm. I just think she would be a great Aelin. Um, And at that point, she'd be aged up just a tiniest bit to, like, make things believable i guess with her and rowan because i think as of right now stuff with rowan i'd be like mm, she feels a little young but um by then you know she'd be older yep so but yeah i i really liked it um i like galadriel i liked elrond um and nori and duran mm-hmm. everyone basically except for sauron <laughs> he was kind of the worst i also cried when the the little old hobbit man died i did too i was really sad i was like bless his freaking heart man (sighs) heavens well okay so that being said i finished that and now i've started watching the sandman on netflix (gasps) i've been meaning to watch that for the longest time first of all it has remus lupin in it (laughs) and wait really hello sir (laughs) you're kind of crazy in this he like has like mental issues and is trying to take over the world in the process and like fully believes that he's doing the right thing because he's like mentally not there okay um (laughs) so he's kind of crazy um one the whole episode there's an episode with a diner and it's the whole episode that was the craziest freaking thing I've ever watched in my entire life. I don't know. I was so uncomfortable throughout that whole episode. I was like, this is wild. What is happening? Um, I've been meaning to watch The Sandman for a long it's time. It's really, really good. Um, I'm really liking it so far. Um, it has Rumi Lupin in it. And then um, the girl, I can't think of her name now. She was in Game of Thrones. She's in it. Um, I'm pretty sure the one woman was Aunt May from the, um, the first Spider-Mans with Tobey Maguire. Pretty sure that's Aunt May. Oh. Um, somebody else was in it. There's a lot of people in it that are like, but it, it's really good so far. I'm really enjoying it. Um, there was something I was going to say and I've don't remember what it is now. Did you lose your train of thought? Yeah. I think you would really like it because it deals with, like, his name is Dream. Like, that's his name. Mm-hmm. And then his siblings are Desire, Death, and Despair. Okay. And so, I think they're supposed to be more, but, like, I don't I think those are, like, the direct... Is it, but- like, is it, like, ties to Greek mythology? A little bit. Because if you're thinking... But not... Okay. Holy. Mm-hmm. Because they do deal with, like, he says the creator. Okay. And they talk about heaven and hell. Like, they go to hell. Is it, like, one of those situations where, like, every single, like, Greek mytholo- 
Greek, bleh, every sort of like mythology and religion is kind of like meshed together. Yes and no. They don't give a lot of background. There's not like a ton of background given. It's kind of like one of those situations where they just like you they don't they just pull stuff. Really, no, um, the woman from Game of Thrones was Lucifer, which was really interesting. Ah, what's her name? I think I know who you're talking about. I can't think of her name right now. Did she play? She's ca- the soldier lady. Did she play Phasma in Star Wars? Yeah. Ah, she's in it. She plays Lucifer. I ah. love her. I think she's a phenomenal actress. Yes. And I watch her in ah, now I can't think of her name. I'm trying to think of her name in Game of Thrones, and I cannot. Um. But it's really good. There was somewhere I was going with that. And I don't remember. You'll figure you'll figure it out when we're done recording. The diner episode was a little graphic for me. Not graphic. I mean, it wasn't that bad. But it was just like Oh Jinya's <gasps> in it. <gasps> really? She's in that episode. She's not in the rest of the show, and great. she's not in the beginning of the show. She she's in that this, episode. Great connection to this episode. And I she was talking on the phone and I went. Virginia. Hello. <laughs> oh, um, she's a lesbian. So there's that. Um, the guy from Revenge was in it. I don't think you ever watched Revenge. He was David. In Revenge. I remember. I, I remember it. I think it always like come on after like Once Upon a Time. I love that show. That it always. It I feel like it always come on after show. Once Upon a Time. That is such a good show. Um. There was something I was going to say about this show, and I cannot remember. But I think you would like it. Like, it kind of gives me, I don't know, I'll, we always like that aspect of Supernatural when they dealt with the Four Horsemen, so I feel like it kind of gives I'll that I'll never vibe. forget. Like, it was so, there was a point, I think it was like when it was first coming out, it was so popular, it like took over my TikTok for you page. Like, it was everywhere. So, it's got on there like new episodes are coming. So yeah, I think they're filming. I know what it was. Well, I they were filming. What it was. Because I said I cried when that man died and um, brings a power. A, I guess it's a gargoyle. I thought it was a dragon. But I guess it was a gargoyle. And it's, you know, not real. Yeah. It's in the dreamland. And he has to absorb its power to, like, be able to live. And so, like, it basically dies. And I was yeah. just like, I'm about to cry. <laughs> this fictional gargoyle is gonna die and it was so cute because it was like a baby well and so it was like playing with a little ball and i was like well depression i was mad i was mad yesterday so for those who may or may not know me my mom and my dad and my sister occasionally we were big walking dead fans back when it was still coming out i kind of fell off the wagon at season eight because favorite character of mine was killed off the show. It made me very angry. And so I kind of fell off it. But there's this new spinoff show that I've been watching. It's based around Daryl. And I love Norman Reedus. I love Daryl. And the one thing I always hate about The Walking Dead is I hate when animals show up because at some point or another, they die. That's why I will never watch I Am Legend. (laughs) Will not. (laughs) Cannot. I'll never watch Old Yeller. Try oh. reading. Try reading, old Yeller. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Um, yeah, I, I read cried old- over a fictional baby bird in Throat of Glass. <laughs> you think I'm gonna make it through? I am legend. Listen, I I read Old Yeller in fourth grade. That was not fun. Anyways, um, they had this like I guess it was like a donkey <laughs> that was pulling their wagon, 
and these walkers come out. They're in Paris. It's like based in Paris and it's like pretty, which is just weird to say for an apocalyptic show. It's very beautiful. And they cut the mule off and it runs away. And it's, I'm like, please tell me the mule is alive. And the little boy goes around and it's dead. It's been eaten. And I was like, I hate this. But I'm really starting to question because at some point, Daryl had a dog that he just found and he named it Dog. <laughs> like, like, way to be creative. And it was always by his side and now it's nowhere near him. So I'm like, where's Dog? <laughs> if the dog See? died... I'm done with The Walking Dead. At multiple times in Game of Thrones, animals are killed. <laughs> and I, like, I watch it and I just, like, it's probably the funniest thing to watch me in these scenes, like, watch me watch these scenes because they had to kill one of the dire wolves. And as you, like, hear Ned snap its neck, I'm sitting there going, it didn't actually happen. It was fake. Didn't actually happen. It's a movie. It's a show. Didn't actually happen. The dog is not dead. We are good. We're good. Okay. I will never forget when you texted me. Just denial. Or no, I don't know if you texted me or you just sent or you sent me a picture of you in tears when the bir- little bird got killed in Th- Tower of Dawn. That and was freaking depressing. That was on Tower. Was that Tower of Dawn? Yes, it was Tower of Dawn. Yes, it was. Sent on the giant spider because that's how it died. Shank. It was. Yeah, I had read it way, I read the series way before her, (laughs) and she's, I knew that happened, and I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Depression. I don't know if I I literally, like, with shows, I have to sit there and say, that didn't actually happen, that's not real, that's not a real horse, that is not a real dog that just died. Okay, here we go. And moving on. And I just have to, like, shoot it out of my You have to, like, shift gears a little bit, like, it's, 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 it's a TV show, it's fake, it's not real. I can't stand it. (laughs) <laughs> that's why if i ever write a book no animals will die <laughs> the worst um but yeah watching the sandman um i think that's about it mom dad and i are on this like diet thing yeah <laughs> i'm starving 24 7 it's fine i did think i've lost some weight though so that's nice um it's officially fall in my reading room we're looks recording. Very, very nice. I've got my pumpkins and my leaves out. The book's sign is on. Um, yeah. I ordered some Halloween decor stuff. Well, I'm going to order some Halloween decor stuff. So, more is getting added to it. I found hand from Adam's family. <gasps> oh, thing. that'll be fun. Yeah, I found thing on uh, Amazon. So, it will sit on my bookshelf somewhere. And then I got some fake uh, cobwebs. That'll Just be cool. There. Uh, Life update. Um, We're 24 minutes in. It's fine. Um, Not much. Um, I've really, like, I've really not worked any. <laughs> this, like, I literally worked, like, one day last week. Um, I've just been doing school... I hate it. I took my first English lit exam. It was literally like a final exam. It was like two hours long, but I didn't have to go to campus to take it. Praise the Lord. Um, and I wound up with an A, so I pat myself on the back. I literally had to, it was the most time consuming thing ever. I had to do one of those like prompt questions. Like 
it he gave us nine prompts but we only had to answer like four and then I had to do this short essay which it really wasn't a short essay um it was pretty much like writing a dang paper um I had to do a at least 600 word essay thing and it didn't give me a word count so I literally had to like ballpark it and like copy paste it into word just to make sure my stuff was right it was very stressful <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to Family Fiction with Hallie and Carmen. So today we are wrapping up the Shadow and Bone trilogy. Yay! So today is Ruin and Rising. Um, But before we get into that, Hallie, what are you currently reading? So, huh? (laughs) No. Heaven's official blessing. No. Um, So I... I've technically not started it, but I will probably tonight or tomorrow. Um, I'm going to be reading A Good Girl's Guide to Murder by Holly Jackson. Mm. I need a good murder mystery now. I started um, Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey Some Holly's looking at it. Casey McQuiston? Yep, there we go. Sure. Um, started it last night, so that was fun. Um, it's pretty interesting so far. Um, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But it's... I don't know. I think it's going to be cute. I've got all my annotations like ready to rock and roll. I've got my tabs ready. I've got I a really color for... I the movie. A color for funny and cute moments. A color for I'm crying and romantic moments. And then a color for quotes and a color for annotations mm-hmm. and a color for important things. So I'm very excited. But so far, so good. I think it's going to be cute. The um, They just like knocked each other into the wedding cake, which is in uh, the trailer. So that's fun. Um, But I'm excited. I'm excited. I like literally can't wait because I just want to watch the movie and I want to read the book first. So we're going I to really want to watch the movie. It looks so good. Yeah. I just love both actors. I know. Okay. So, getting into today's discussion. uh, Like I said, we are discussing Ruin and Rising by Leigh Bardugo. This is the last book in the Shadow and Bone trilogy. Whoop, whoop. Um, So, be prepared for more mouth slander. (laughs) Um, Because it doesn't get... It gets worse. Some Tolia and Tamar, like, idolization. Because we love them. (laughs) Um some nikolai simping fawning because we fawn over the man um probably some tears over the dark like some 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 questioning morals every time i watch videos of ben barnes meeting people like at premieres and stuff i'm like i find it funny now because ben barnes is now on tiktok he's on tiktok and and everybody's like everybody's like oh no this is the end of me yeah he's on did you understand could you hear my voice coming through when i sent that to you <laughs> yeah. he's on TikTok. <laughs> yeah everybody's like everybody's like everybody hide your darkling edits and serious black edits don't hide them let him see them he actually likes that he's known as serious black well they're <laughs> um about it. so i love him a lot of people don't like there's some people who like when 
people they like fawn over get TikToks, they all start to panic. So, in the Bungo Stray Dogs English dub, there's a guy, he voices, he voices a character named Tachihara and everybody's been drooling over this character because he says something explicit. (laughs) He says very, very bad word and the way he says it, everybody's like, um, and the voice actor's on there and he's like, I see what y'all are doing (laughs) and everybody panicked. They were like, oh no, he's found out. love that man with all my heart i'm never going to change my netflix icon i need to listen to his music i feel like if i ever met him in real life the first thing coming out of my mouth i'm involuntarily will be you're my netflix icon hi (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh anyways that that, a serious block that is (laughs) him and him and tom felton on tiktok is like the greatest thing ever tom felton's hulu or um, uber eats ad no it's so funny i just it's funny though because anytime it's really funny now that we have like a t-mobile thing in our house router in our house um all that pops up on our tv now are tv tv mobile (laughs) oh he's got a new one too t-mobile commercials um, with ben barnes and anytime um, he comes on there i go he's the love of my life and my parents are like my gosh i don't remember who it was that said it they were like he's not even that pretty and i'm like <gasps> slander i don't know if it was carly that said that sorry if i they get that wrong not be saying that me. <laughs> it's like, i'll go to war over that man that's <laughs> the love of my actual oh i would drop everything drop everything now meet me in the pouring rain he is my weakness um <laughs> so He's in a new one with Patrick Mahomes where he goes, let's huddle, and, like, hugs him, and he, like, wants to snuggle with Patrick Mahomes, and I'm like, never in my life have I ever wanted to be a football player more. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Anyways, we should probably get into the discussion. (laughs) Once again, the full synopsis is from Recaptains, and I will be posting the link in the description as per usual. Okay. So, short synopsis. The capital has fallen. Okay, Hunger Games. <laughs> uh, the Darkling rules Ravka from his shadow throne. Now the nation's fate rests with a broken sun summoner, a disgraced tracker, and the shattered remnants of a once great magical army. Deep in an ancient network of tunnels and caverns, a weakened Alina, almost said Aelin, <laughs> Alina must submit to the dubious protection of the apparat and the zealots who worship her as a saint. Yet her plans lie elsewhere, with the hunt for the elusive firebird and the hope that an outlaw prince still survives. We all hope he survives, Alina. Dear Jesus. We all hope he survives. He'll figure it out. (laughs) Alina will have to forge new alliances and put aside old rivalries as she and Mal race to find the last of Morozova's amplifiers. But as she begins to unravel the Darkling's secrets, she reveals a past that will forever alter her understanding of the bond they share and the power she wields. I wish I had a bond with the Darkling. The Firebird is one thing that stands between Ravka and destruction, and claiming it could cost Alina the very future she is fighting for. Okay, full synopsis time. Are we ready? Yes, ma'am. Rock and roll. All right. Alina and the other Grisha are hiding out in an underground church called the White Cathedral. This hideout is managed by the Aprat. 
he gives me full ick. He really does. When I was reading this, I was like, you are making me uncomfortable. Please go away. Very uncomfortable. He gives me the same vibes as that one orderly in Teen Wolf that like was like repeatedly putting the needle in Lydia's arm. Yes. (laughs) I'm like, this is so weird. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Elena is currently unable to use her powers because of the fight with the Darkling in Siege and Storm. The apparat is super controlling and he won't let Elena leave or contact her friends. Again. Red flag. Major X. Full send. Red flags. Not it. Um, Elena is able to pretend her powers are still viable by using mirrors. The crowd believes it. She's gaslighting everyone. Alina speaks with Jinya, although the apparat tries to stop her as they think Jinya is ruined. Bruh. Alina and Jinya are able to fill each other in on what has been happening. I feel so bad for Jinya. <laughs> what a rough life. Um, until, that is, the apparat interrupts, bringing Alina's friends along with them. Apparently, the apparat thinks the group is planning an escape. I mean... Probably. Why wouldn't they escape? Because you're a creepo and we got to get out of these tunnels. See, that whole, like, section of the book, of the first of the book, gave me ultimate stress. The fact that they're underground. (laughs) I did not like that. I had not great vibes. Um, Alina gets a group of Grisha together. She asks the Soldat Soul for loyalty and brands Vladim Oswald with her handprint. I forgot about that. I forgot all about that. Yeah. The group are able to escape and head for the surface where they encounter a group of hunters. Great! Frying pan and into the inferno. One of them is Nikolai though, so it's all good. You can't see me, but I'm doing a little dancey dance. Um, they all head to an abandoned observatory called the Spinning Wheel, where Nikolai has set up a base. He's about to give her the ring. (laughs) (laughs) I love him. Um, the reunited group discuss how they plan to find the third amplifier. LOL. The (laughs) firebird. They think it's in Deva Solba. Deva if we're butchering this, we're so sorry. DBA. How do you say it? Dva. Dvai. Dvai. Um, Elena is able to take some time to train with Bagra. We love her. Bagra teaches Elena to use the cut. Dun dun dun. Elena slowly gains her powers back and cuts off the top of a mountain range. Sort of like how the Darkling cut off an entire village. He leveled a whole plane. He sent them into the ground. (laughs) I thought the thing was going to take off the tops of the trees. And my perspective was way off because it was much bigger than I thought it was. That shook me. I'll never. <laughs> you literally about that. sat there, mouth wide open, and being like, "You went, oh, all right." <laughs> My like the the point of view that I had on it made like I thought it was like a really small thing. I thought it was gonna chop off the tops of the buildings and stuff, but it was bigger than I thought, and so it took out the whole village. And I went, "Misdirection." Oh. Huh? I said, "Misdirection." I said. Oh, oh. Uh-huh. 
kind of hard to defend, my man. Can we can we stop being so villainous? Can we stop with the red flag, sir? I'm trying to defend you the best I can. You're you're you're, you're losing me. <laughs> um. Bagra reveals that she is Morozova's daughter and tells Elena her story. Bagra uses used the cut on her own sister because she was jealous and Morozova had to bring her back from the dead. I don't think they told that full story on the show, did they? There was an aspect, but I don't think Bagra said, like, I killed my sister. I think, wasn't it like a local village girl or something in the show? I don't think it was Bagra's sister. I don't know. See, it's been a minute. Um, She may have said her sister was killed. She said that she was Morozova's daughter. I think it was, like, implied. I don't think they ever... I think she told the story that it was a village girl. And then later on, Alina feels out, figures out that Bagra is his daughter. And so I guess she put two and two together. Um, yeah. Which I don't think it's ever outrightly said. I always kind of felt from, like, the beginning of, like, Shadow and Bone... I always kind of felt like there was more to Bagger than meets the eye, and not just her being the Darkling's mother, but I always felt like there was more to her, and I think that's what made her really interesting. She gives me the same vibes as Catherine de' Medici in Rain. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I need to watch Rain. Carly's watching it. I know. I was like, where are you watching it? She said, Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. I was like, I've been yeah, it. I need to get into it. Um, obviously the villagers were upset by this and it's unnatural and they drowned Morozova and his daughter. <laughs> Brings her back for the life. Both of them die. <laughs> Whoops. How would you feel to be the sister? Like, I'm alive. Oh, I'm dead. I'm alive. I'm dead. I'm watching TV. I'm looking at you. <laughs> I'm dead again. I'm alive. I'm dead. Jenny reveals that she has been abused by the king of Ravka. Blech. <laughs> Nikolai says he will either be punished or exiled. We vote exiled. Um, Sergei, ho ho, I like that name, is a massive <laughs> traitor and tells the Darkling where the group is hiding out. The Darkling arrives at the spinning wheel and he and his minions attack. Not minions. He and his minions. During the battle, Banana. Nikolai is caught and turned into a shadow soldier sob. Adric gets his arm bitten off. <laughs> and Bagra draws the Darkling's attention and sacrifices herself. They changed a lot in the show. Um, all in all, not yeah. a good time. Most of the others are able to escape and head to the Bittern. Um, they start their journey to Devastolba to find the Firebird. LOL. I'm You'll- inserting the LOLs after every time they mention the You'll Firebird. You'll see why we're saying LOL in a few minutes. Honestly, you probably already know if you're listening I know, to this. but true. <laughs> They reach Valstolba, the group splits up. Half of them go to find somewhere to stay the night, while Alina, Zoya, and the rest go to find the Firebird. LOL. Mal is a tracker, so he's able to lead them. LMAO. Um, <laughs> not very successfully, though, because they spend a week searching before they realize that Mal is actually the third amplifier. LMFAO. <laughs> Mal, you had one job. That, when I read that, I thought that was the biggest joke in the book ever i was like i was like like, you've got to be kidding me and does it and what made it even worse was his last name and 
no one realized I'm it. Still so upset by that because <laughs> I don't think I even plugged that into my little brain no. until the show, and then the wires crossed, and I went, "Oh hey, <laughs> that makes sense." We, you told me that, and I was like, "I need stupid written across we my were watching the show," and I went, oh, "His last name is Artsev, which goes with." What's up? How did we not get this? It's like I feel like I need to wear the what's the hat? What's it? Not Dinkus. What is it called? The uh, not Doofus. Not there's a D. When you Ding dong. Oh, no, when you had to sit in the corner and you had Ding to wear the, like, the cone of shame hat. I don't know. Dunce. Yes. There we go. But I, I needed to. Put that I was hat like. On. Is it just me, or did, like, nobody else, like, put two and two together? That was really trash of me. Like, And somebody's like, okay, in the book, why did they not even think? Because, like, Moritzov, Atsov, you're like, Moritzov, Moritzov, Moritzov. Everybody's like, I'm like, did nobody put two and two together? Is everybody dumb in this book? (laughs) Moritzov, it's just a shortened version of Moritzov. I would have put... if I was thinking about it, I probably would have put it together, but unfortunately not because like, I'm an idiot. After they found out that Mal is actually the third Empire, it says, Mal, you had one job. <laughs> Bruh. Um, turns out that Magra's sister and their father survived the drowning. Mal is one of her descendants and her powers were passed on through the generations. This is why Mal is a tracker, not because he has any talent. <laughs> Amen. Um, the two groups reunite. See, okay, so this is at the point, too, where I was getting really upset because it kind of started to fall along the lines of, like, okay, so he's been petty jealous of Alina this whole time because she's special, and now he's special and he gets special parents. Why do we still not know who Alina's parents are? Because I kept waiting for there to be, like, some big drop. Like, what they did with Mal. I kept waiting for them to be something with Alina that, like, surprise, your parents are actually really important. But they did it with Mal instead, and I'll never forgive her for that because I hate Mal. It's kind of like one of those, it's kind of like a Last Jedi situation where you think Ray's like, she's yes. got to be, the, her parents have to be so many powerful. They were nobody. Alina yes. <laughs> is informed that the Darkling has attacked West Ravka and Karamzin. She speaks to the Darkling using their shared connection. I wish I had a shared connection. He shows her all the power. All the people and Grisha he has killed. Gee, what a great thing to start with. So romantic. <laughs> I just, wait, wait, is that your idea of romance? Because that's not mine. I love you. Here's all the people I've killed. <laughs> I have committed mass genocide. I want you to be my queen. I've killed everyone. <laughs> Here they are. Not even just telling her. Like that's literally. Her. It's literally I like can show you the world. It's literally like this is an anime reference. Um, it's literally like Aaron, where he's like, I want to be with Mikasa, and in order to do that, I need to kill one one billion. I need to kill billions of people. It's literally Zade. <laughs> I'm actually the worst, but I love you. Yikes! Um, it's literally. <laughs> I can show you the world. Death and gore asunder. <laughs> I just <laughs> cannot with him. I just love the way that 
he shows her all the people in Grisha he's killed. Like, I did this all for you. Congratulations. And it's like, oh. Oh, thank you. I can't defend that, my man. Um, the Darkling threatens that he will enter the Shadow Fold in five days' time and thus gain massive amounts of power. Get a power boost. Right. It's probably not a good idea to tell people your plan. <laughs> yeah. He did, like, the traditional villain, like... Villain monologue. I'm gonna do this, this, and I'm gonna rule the world. <laughs> um, the group heads to the fold. They find the Darkling Skiffs already there, and they're captured. Wah, wah, wah. Not for the first time. Right, Barbara Jean? <laughs> right, um, Alina? Elena distracts the Darkling and escapes, but not before getting shot in the arm. She ends up in the darkness of the fold, and she can't see anything. It's okay, though, because Mal is a super good tracker and finds her. Alina stabs Mal. Alina uses her, loses her powers, so does everyone else. Alina realizes that the third amplifier amplifies the Sun Summoner's powers. That was all very confusing. Yeah. Um, all the good guys start shining brightly, <laughs> which lights up the fold and destroys it. I what? I forgot about that. I for, Did that, that happen? That, that didn't this happen whole, in the show. <laughs> from the point of Alina stabs Mal, I'm very confused. Alina loses her powers, so does everyone else. Alina realizes that the third amplifier amplifies the sun summoner's powers. All the good guys start shining brightly, which lights up the fold and destroys it. Okay. Okay. Um, the Darkling <laughs> goes into... I feel like that was a bit of a plot hole that we've created there, Lee. Um, all the good guys start shining... Oh, wait. Shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> um, the Darkling goes into a bit of a rage, but Alina stabs him in the chest. He has to be buried in an unmarked grave. I feel like you're a little past making demands, but e that's cool. You're a little bit past making your funeral plans. Um, Nikolai is turned back into a human, or so we think. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> Tolia and Tamar heal Mal, unfortunately, and he lives. <laughs> Is that what that says? It literally says, Tolia and Tamar heal Mal, unfortunately, and he lives. Literally. Tolia. He could have just stayed Come dead, on, and man. I would... Mal could have just stayed dead, and I would have been okay with it. He's the weirdest. Nikolai becomes the new king of Ravka because he deserves it. Amen. Um, everyone pretends that Alina died in battle, but instead she and Mal get married <laughs> and head back to the town where they were raised. That was so stupid. Too. Like, all that for naught. I'm kind of glad that got changed in the show. <laughs> they take over the orphanage. They've lost their powers. It's the stupidest ending ever. <laughs> it really is. I appreciate this. It really is dumb. So, okay, that's the end of the synopsis. So now let's gab. Um, <laughs> so it is like the most infuriating ending to a book ever. There is no payoff. No. Okay, we've killed the villain. But she goes back to the orphanage i don't and she loses her powers i i kind of hate that trope nothing. now where they lose their powers i kind of hate it got nothing and she just suddenly forgives mal for all his red flags because because now he can be happy because guess what she's normal again see yeah that's where i get really fired up because it, now <laughs> you've made mal correct and we don't like mal to be correct we don't like for him we to like be him to be incorrect positive. we don't like for him to get his way 
you've officially fed his ego by saying okay well now you can be together because Alina's normal again because you couldn't handle it when she was shining like a freaking bejeweled diamond best believe I'm still bejeweled when I walk in the room I can still make the whole place shimmer, shimmer. <laughs> buddy boy listen I would have been telling mom get on my level or get off because I'm second year bull hockey yeah I don't See, where I kind of had issues with it, where I honestly think Mal should have stayed dead. Because in I some, 100% agree. In some sort of way, don't kill, don't shoot me for saying this, Um, it could be seen as, it would be seen as a sacrifice and redeem him just a smidge, Dying to save the world. He could redeem him just a smidge. Uh, yeah. I think they should have left him dead. Because like I said, there's no payoff. Nothing. It's like. It's like his death so was. So we're back to the way. It's like this at this point. Why would you bring him. Why did you kill him if you're just going to bring him back and like make it like it's nothing. Why would you kill him? Yes. At that be- point, just leave him alive. <laughs> Don't kill I him. I understand they're trying Waste to space. set up King of Scars. But at the same time, you've taken your main character, you've put her through actual hell, and there's no payoff for your main character, you've sent her right back to where she started. Mm-hmm. Right back to where she started. Did she want to be special? No. No. I think she wanted to stay in her lane, which is fine. But at some point, she's grown over this, and you're like, can you really just, like, go back? But how can you be with Mal either? Like, knowing how he felt about your powers. Like, yeah. oh, now that you're normal and you're not as good as him anymore, he can now accept you in his life. Mm-mm. It, do- it doesn't make... your cookie crumbs, boy. It doesn't make sense. It makes Alina look stupid. It makes her look stupid. It makes her look weak. There you go. It makes her look gullible. And it's... And I, I know a lot of people were not happy with season two of Shadow and Bone. I, but I'm one hundred percent love the way the show. I is. here's the thing: I see adaptations and books as two completely separate things. Especially, I'm, 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 I'm so angry that I'm not speaking correctly. Um, I I like that they changed it and the way that they changed it. Yes, because it made sense. While Mal did not stay dead. He went off and he's doing his own thing. He needs to go off and do his own thing. He needs needs to to have his own journey. He needs to have his character development. But also, in the show, he never once is like, I can't be with Alina because she shines brighter than me. In the show, he's like, no, I'm going to protect my girl. Like, I'm going to do what I got to do. See, that's why. In the book, he's like, I'm going to need you to dim your light a little bit. Okay, you're you're outshining me. And it sticks. And Here's what stinks it. is because in the book we hate him and when we and when we found out we we're getting a lot of adaptation I'm like god I can't stand I'm not going to be able to stand watching Mal but I think the show made Mal a little bit better. It like they, they made ch- him so much better. They changed his, his character a little away. bit. They changed his character a little bit and I it honestly worked and I just I like the ending to the show better than it made Ruin and Rising what think what was good about it is they mashed Siege of Storm and Ruin and Rising together and it kind of made Ruin and Rising a little bit better. It did. It took out all the unnecessary things because there's so many things like that could have been one book. This could have been a duo. This could have been a duology and been fine. Um, 
So I think it's kind of like how Six of Crows should have book. But it also, I don't know. There's just so much more payoff, and I love the way it ends with like she does the cut, and you're like, oh, she got a little smart. Oh, oh, she gonna be a little. And her hair starting to turn white. If you look at if you look at it, her hair starts to turn white. And I love it. I live for it. Um, I don't know. The book just, it has zero the books, payoff. The books could have been a duology. You could have put Siege and Storm and Ruin and Rising together into one book and it just take out all the unnecessary stuff and it would have been fine. It's kind of like how I have the opinion that Six of Crows should have been one book. Um, well, I see. So the thing about it is, is, you know, they send her off. And there goes your main character because make way for your new main characters, Zoya and Nikolai. Which yes. is fine. But if you don't already have that information in your head, if you're just looking at Shadow and Bone as a trilogy by itself, don't have any other spinoffs in your mind. It doesn't make sense. Your main character has no payoff. She suddenly disappears into the background and you're bringing side characters forward. Yeah. And you're just, you're basically throwing her away. If you look, if you're you like, look at okay, it, I agree with that. served your purpose. Because in a way, like, the author, like, Lee is looking at Alina as saying, like, you've served your purpose. Now go back in your hole. On to the next one. It's like she's a martyr. You served your purpose. Now, no longer. Now I don't care about you anymore. Now you're not the you're most not important. Now you, you're not you the more important thing. You thing to provide to the story anymore you lost your powers you have nothing more now to I'm provide move on to new characters bye yeah there's no I, I there's no other way to put it there's there's just no payoff no if you look at it just as if you look at it just as a trilogy i've seen a lot of people where they don't when you see it and it really stinks because it's the backbone to the Grishaverse, the Shadow and Bone trilogy. It's what started it, it. And it leads into King of Scars, which I loved King of Scars. Do not get me wrong. I've not read King of Scars yet. But I, need I, to. I just hate to see, like, everything oh. that she goes through. I mean, I heard that. Yeah. Through my headphones, I heard your hip hop. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just imagine, like, Aelin. Imagine her going through everything she goes through and being like, no, I don't actually want the crown. I'm going to lose all my powers and I'm gonna go back to being assassin in secret that wouldn't work like you can't do that it wouldn't work and it stinks because like i said shadow and bone trilogy is the backbone it's the foundation to the grishaverse and it's given us all the other books that we love which is six of crows king of scars it's and i think there's a way to do it and there's a way to not do it another example being the hunger games katniss and pita Return to District 12. But they return to District 12 because they have served their purpose. They've helped the world become a better place. They can now rest in peace. Because yes. they go through so much. And they're not uninvolved. They're literally not allowed to be involved at that point. But they get to be at peace. Whereas Alina, I feel like... I don't know. There's just nothing there. There's no sustenance. I think it would have been better if she didn't lose her powers. Now, she probably could have still, like, went into hiding, but not go back home. Like, she could have went into hiding. I just don't but even agree with going into hiding. Yeah, at that point, you can, she can still, maybe, maybe she Teach could. freaking Grisha magic at the orphanage. 
teach magic or or be with um or be with Nikolai serving as like an advisor or literally there's or be no, on his council. There is absolutely see that never made sense to me in the book. Why did she have to be dead? I don't know either. Why did she have to be the martyr? I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. I feel like that was thrown in there last minute and I'm like, I remember reading that. Well, because even like the Darkling being buried in an unmarked grave, like that didn't make sense either. Like, no, the I mean, at the end of the day, he killed a lot of people. Like, tell them that. And so they didn't It's want a part to, like, of history. Because there's a whole thing where they try to cover up everything he did. And Why? They kill off Alina. Well, not really, but they say that she's dead. Why? Why? Why did we need to do that? Why was that important? What purpose does it serve? I remember reading, I remember when I finished Rune and Rising, I finished it at the pool one day, and I remember reading that ending, and I had never been more, like, bamboozled, confused in my entire life. I was like, what did I just read? Apart from the whole cliffhanger with what the heck is going to happen with Nikolai because he does still feel remnants of like the shadow magic in him. Yes. Apart from that, there's nothing that makes the end of the book interesting. It's incredibly boring. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that makes it like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for the next one. It's like for me, the series as it went on, it went downhill. Because I was like, it just got more confusing. And I was like, I don't know what I'm reading. Honestly, this is the first time I'm ever going to say this. But the show did it better. Like, Oh, I agree. The show made it way more interesting. I remember, because me and Carmen watched it together. Um, If you listen to our Shadow and Bone TV show episode. We did a whole rant. (laughs) We did a whole rant. And you should go listen to it. It's it's a very entertaining listen. We filmed it right after finishing like, the next day. We filmed it th- we the filmed next it. morning. We recorded it, like, the next morning. I rolled out of bed and went down to the house. Ha- down yeah. to the house. We finished the show. We both went. She went home and we, I went to bed. We and watched she went it to bed. one day. We woke up the next morning and recorded. So, it's, like, fresh. So, it's a whole rant. We, like, so we went home. We, like, went home. We sat on it. Jotted some notes down. And we watched it in one day, I think. We did. We definitely did. We watched it. I said, I said, we ain't splitting this. Carmen said, we're not splitting this into two nights. Um, but yeah, it, the show did, the show made it way more interesting and left us with like little loose, I would say loose strings of it, like to dive into more seasons and potential spinoffs. But yeah. Yeah. They also recovered Crooked Kingdom for me because, so it technically like recovered multiple books. see here's the thing i never kingdom read i started crooked kingdom but i never finished it because it i couldn't so get boring. through it and i was so glad they brought that over into the show because i was like thank god now we can do it was funny though because we get to a specific scene then you were like is this this is from crooked kingdom <laughs> it was the saint when they're hiding out in the graveyard and he's in that mausoleum and he's like covered in the blood and he's like yelling at jasper i was like this is from crooked kingdom because they hide out in that mausoleum or in that cemetery for like the whole of the book. The only thing they took out was like Anej was supposed to be like being tortured in the beginning of it. Yeah, wasn't Anej like kidnapped? <laughs> see, I'm interested to see like if they do continue it on. I'm interested to see how they're going to bring Anej back. Yeah, because, because in the show, Crooked Kingdom ended with her getting her own ship. Yeah, and in then Shadow and Bone, 
she doesn't have her own ship. She's on a ship, but she doesn't have her own. There's vibes with Tolia, <laughs> but same. Um, and yeah, isn't she with like Tolia and Mal? They're all on like Tolia, the same Mal, ship. and Tamar, and Tamar. They're all on the same ship. And I think somebody. Oh, that other girl. I want to see some. I want to see that dynamic. And see how that works. My gosh. I just would love. Like, I'm interested to see if they continue it. Like, how they bring Inej back to it. Because if you're gonna do Six of Crows, you're not doing it without Inej. First of all, you can't because she plays crucial parts in the book. But also, like, I don't want it to be without an edge. Like, bring an edge back. I kind of wonder if they do Six of Crows, if Inej will come back and the others will, like, stay and help. I'm gonna need Inej content. I still like the thing. So, like, the scene that they have where, like, I stopped breathing was when somebody put on TikTok and said... The director said action, but they heard change lives. <laughs> and I stopped breathing for that entire scene when they were, when he's like, stay with me. And I'm like, <gasps> he's confessing feelings. He's got feels. Oh, yeah. Lovely. Um, But yeah, I just. Ruin and Rising was disappointing it was a massive disappointment for me it really was there's nothing about it that i'm like you know like there's nothing that left a lasting impact i can actually i'll take that back i said there's nothing that i was like oh my gosh i love that part when Mm. alina stepped mal i was pretty excited (laughs) i was like that's i was like i knew that's what you were gonna say i was pretty thrilled in that moment it was a short thrill but it was a thrill nonetheless it lasted probably like a page (laughs) yeah Honestly, Ruin and Rising like didn't have much to offer me to begin with. The, the pacing whole, like, was first weird. Bit of it when they're underground, I was just incredibly bored and just trying to get through. The it. pacing was weird. It was very very slow, and it was it's not a good time. There's no. She doesn't do a lot of like. There's no build up to anything. It's just like no. They pop out of the ground like Zip daisies. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, they pop out of the ground and oh, there's Nikolai. It's like convenient. There's no buildup. It's like it's like my saying, "How convenient!" <laughs> Literally, there's nothing it's, that's like everything. Oh are they gonna find Nikolai? Everything's handed to them. They don't have to work to go right. get something. Exactly. Like Nikolai just happens to be there. They don't have to like go off and look for him. Well, because even when they found out that Mal was the third amplifier, I was confused. Like after they had said it, I was yes! still sitting there. I had to reread the same page like five times. I was like, I'm confused because nobody says like there's no build up to it. They're just like, oh, oh, actually, actually, it's, Mal, you're the third amplifier. Okay, it's let's like, go. <laughs> It what's crazy about it is it it comes out of left field completely. There's no hint in the first two books. There's no hint at him possibly being the third amplifier. It's just like nothing, nothing, nothing. Mal's the third amplifier, and then like nothing else happens. Like literally, like hey, we're looking for the oh, we found the firebird. Oh, actually, Mal, you're it. Okay, let's go, let's go. We gotta go find the darkling. It's like it it happens. It's like jerk, jerking city, because you're like, you're like jerked in one direction, and, just, none, and then you're like, <sighs> confused. Well, and it also says something in and of itself with the review, that the review literally was like, they lost all their powers. Surprise, it only works for sun summoners. I thought she just lost her powers. I'm, I'm confused. 
Uh, yeah. Okay. Superlatives. <laughs> Most likely to kill a Volcra. I'm going to go with Toya. Like, it's just... <laughs> Inej. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like we keep, like, repeating the same characters because I'm like, it's hard to say any of the show. I'm going to say Nikolai because I think he did. Didn't he, like, in Volcra form take down another Volcra? I would assume he probably did, he did. Just to show off. <laughs> Um, most likely to be eaten by a Volcra. The apparat. Yes. Because <laughs> he deserves it. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's the worst. I feel like he would have no survival instincts either. And just no. Like, oh, there he goes. And there goes his head. Okay. Um, most likely to betray the group. I would kind of say the apparat too. 100% because he was like, Creepy. Real slim shady down there. He's like, you need to stay here at all costs. You're not allowed to leave. He gaslit them so hard into so many things. So, yes, that brat. You're not allowed to leave. <laughs> um, most likely to have a song written about them. Alina. Because now she's a martyr. And surprise, she's dead. Yeah. We don't know why. Uh, she is dead. We don't know why. Mr. and Mrs. Ravka. <laughs> Um, Elena and the Darkling, because they're both dead. <laughs> Surprise! I mean, I'm gonna say yes because I'm gonna say Miss uh, Elena and the Darkling because to anyone outside that little group, nobody knows what really happened, and so as far as they know, that is their Mister and Mrs. Ravka. Yeah, they don't know that they're that Elena's alive. They don't know that he died. Because he was the worst and they killed him. He was a martyr. Because I'm pretty positive they go on to like the world thinks that he was like, he died saving everyone. Yes. So, I would also kind of say that the Darkling would have like a song written about him in terms of like, here's I the think history. the song would be about Mr. and Mrs. Ravka. It would be, the song would be the tale of their big battle. (laughs) Although it wasn't a very big battle. (laughs) I know. It was just. Very underwhelming. (laughs) It just just ends and you're like, it just ends and you're like, here, I'll tell you, I'll give a compare, I'll give a comparison, although this, I don't really know if you would compare. The, reading this book is here, the equivalent of Olaf's short story version. Yes. So here it's kind of like really sad because usually an ending of a book, if it's really good, it'll leave a lasting impression. For example, Fourth Wing's ending had me uh, in the floor. Had me uh, in I, the floor crouched. From after Banana Todd. So anytime somebody looks at another character and goes, I'm so sorry. I should have told you. I'm like, no, <laughs> not another bet. I can't do it. PTSD. Um, Just start crying. Like, for example, like I said, the fourth wing book, I I was crouched in the floor with the ending. With Rune and Rising, I was like, oh, that's it? That's the whole book. Okay. (laughs) That's it? Where's the rest? It was literally- Is there there pages missing? What did I miss? Is there- I just, for reference, just think of 
if you've not watched them, they're on Disney+. Plus. Olaf's short stories where he, like, recaps Disney movies. And it's just, like, scene, 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 big moment, big moment. And he's just, like, snapping around to different, like, big moment things. That's what this book was. Just, here we are. Here it we felt are. like there was There's stuff no missing middle. in between scenes. Like, there should have been stuff in between. There's no context. There's no build-up. The backstories to make no sense. <laughs> we got nothing. <sighs> I've said all I need to say. I yeah, I we've pretty much ranted our way through this book. There's no payoff. Plot holes galore. I hate mail. Yeah, Matt, this is a mouse slander podcast. I don't like him. We need t-shirts that say, I need Carly to make a stickers that says, since now she's cricket, anti-mal club. <laughs> we, no, we need that shirt and we need the um, anti-pick-me syndrome and have Gail, <gasps> yeah. Dane, <laughs> Mal. I'm so nervous t- about Fourth Wing though because like, this is only the first book of five and the enemies are already lovers and I'm like, <laughs> what? Something's gonna happen. It, I, if like yeah i don't ever it's like sarah j moss is giving me PTSD. what do you mean Wait. it's like you never try well it's the jennifer lawrence hot wings video what do you mean what do you mean what do you mean listen when we talk about fourth wing you guys are it not it makes me real nervous though because i'm like is dane gonna develop green flags no i hope not he's gonna be a wing leader i'm positive listen um hoe down throw down well i can't say anything (laughs) i can't tell liz that too i I have not read the excerpt i have i don't want to read the excerpt i have and i'm not gonna tell you anything um i've heard that he's a wing leader though i know that much Mm -hmm, it made me it made me pissed off i want to throw him off the parapet but everybody's like everybody's like listen if dragon yeah does doesn't he yes he has a dragon we heard anything about his dragon anyways listen if zayden turns out bad and dane starts turning good i'm like all right at this point throw in another character at this point listen i (laughs) throw in another one i cannot handle another tamlin level betrayal please don't do it to me PTSD. I can't do it. Does he also belong? Do does he also belong in the anti pygmy club? Well, anti pygmy syndrome. Oh, Tamlin. Does he? Is he also a part of that group? He doesn't really have pygmy syndrome. I don't think. He's just. He's just pitiful. He's the red. He's the red flag club. He's just actually pitiful. Master manip. Master manipulator. He like I. Mister Gaslighter. Moments, like. He did love Pharaoh. Yes. I mean, look at the the shape. He, well, you haven't read it. And a quarter of Silver Flames, they go to visit him, and he's, like, rough shape. Well, I think I've gotten to that part. He's rough. I think Reese goes and sees and him, he and he's, like, like well, and garbage. Well, he help her save Reese, and then he said, like, be happy. And so, like, that part, I was there like, are moments, but... I was like, Tamlin, don't do this to me. <gasps> it doesn't make up for anything. The I was girl like, was literally, like, exercising demons into the toilet, and you're just... <laughs> 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 like, bruh get up <laughs> it's like with caven's video where she reenact she does like a skit of aaron tamlin did you see the one <laughs> she did about like book trips where she's gone 
<gasps> I didn't even realize I was holding that breath. <laughs> and she's like putting book tropes into real life. It's so funny. But it's like where he's like, oh my gosh, Feyre, I have, I'm a high lord. I have stuff to do. And she's like, oh my God, you need help. <laughs> He's just, he does need help. Like, he's just a gaslighter. He's a manipulator. We have gone way off track. Your worst. Anyways, let's, okay. Let's, so, let's end this. Ending this on the note of next week we will be doing fourth week. <gasps> I'm so, y'all are not ready. <laughs> by Rebecca Yaros. Um, so y'all are not ready for my notes. Another book review next week um yes full synopsis notes and guess who will be joining us we will be joined by liz she has been on this podcast before she was on here when we did our book talk and bookstagram with the aspect of just book social media it was a fun time and she's gonna be rejoining us and it's gonna be lots of fun i'm so excited I'm not, I'm so ready to talk about this book. I said it in the group chat. I was like, I need to talk about this book. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna bust. (laughs) I'm so excited. So we will be joined next week by Liz Young. That'll probably be a two hour Um, episode. (laughs) Yes. Well, it's gonna be a long one. So buckle up. Um, so we're gonna be doing a full book review like we've done with the Shadow and Bone series. Um, and yeah we might have to figure out something to do at the end like another superlative thing maybe we'll think on it <gasps> we um, should do um oh everyone needs to i need to send this in we need to do those we filters us to get everyone needs to get sorted into their quadrant and what dragon they would have what what dragon like what the dragon type they would have yeah okay yeah so i that. need to send that a group chat because that i didn't have it i've been wanting to do that for a while Yes, I want to know what quadrant I'm part of. Probably the friggin' scrobs. But honestly, I'd I'm be okay, okay with, with it. it. Like, I'll just spend my life in the library. That's cool. Yeah. That's chill. As long as I'm not infantry. At that point, if I'm gonna be infantry, go ahead and just put me in the rider's quadrant. Like, I don't... At least give me a dragon. I mean... <laughs> yeah. If I'm gonna be fighting for my life, I'd like to do it on the back of a dragon, please. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I mean... But let's be honest, we all know me. If it says writer's quadrant, okay, that's cool. Yes, you got sorted to there. I'm falling off the parapet. Like, <laughs> I'm not making it. I suck at balance. I fall everywhere we go. I think I'd be on the d- same I I, curb I two think- years in a row at Disney World. I got nothing. You I fell, fell on the curb. I you fell got on in- the stairs on the way to my car from work the other day. Am I surprised? No. Heck, when we went to Disney together, she hit her head trying to get off the airplane on the ceiling. That was rough. And I locked myself out of my room twice. (laughs) (laughs) She come back and she's like, I locked myself out again. The second time was not my fault. Carly was in the shower and then came over and I didn't have my wristband. So that was her fault. That's not my fault. You hear that, Carly? (laughs) She's somewhere going. That was not my fault. I can hear it. <laughs> Love you. Yeah, the first time was the first time was I was like, well, I know how this trip's gonna go. I don't. Was it twice or was it three times? It was. It was at least twice. 
I'll have to ask the my man parent. at the front desk knew me. I'll have to ask <laughs> mom and dad when I get back up to the house. Um, the man at the front desk knew who I was. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say twice, but it may have been. Who knows? But you didn't. Twice. You didn't fall when we. You didn't trip at all when we went this in January. I don't think you didn't trip over anything. I just hit my head coming off the airplane. That's all. That <laughs> so. pro- and you hated the Skyliner. <laughs> oh my gosh, I've never been more nervous in my entire life. I don't do heights. And being, like, suspended over water. At night. With nothing to catch you if it falls. <sighs> nope. You'd be falling into a body of water that is potentially full of alligators. Well, and the part that always stressed me out was when it would come into the bay and it, like, speeds up and then slows down. I was like, we're going to crash for real. Oh, I did. Actually, I did trip. Carly witnessed it. <laughs> When I stepped into the thing with the wrong foot. Oh gosh. And so it was going the opposite way and I should have stepped in with my left foot, but I stepped in with my right foot, so it caused my legs to cross oh, and I bless like, your fell soul. into it. And the lady that was working it was like, Are you okay? Although <laughs> I have no room to talk. I'm, I'm a dancer. Well, not right now. I'm out of commission. But dancers are supposed to be graceful, but I will trip on air. I just I got nothing. We're not making it across the parapet. Anyways, <laughs> I think I'd be fine as long as it didn't rain <laughs> and I didn't look it look anywhere so else. Theories. We're also going to be discussing some theories too. That's what Liz said. She said I want to discuss all the theories. Um, but yeah. So um, I need to save some theories. We will see you guys next week's episode. Be sure to um, subscribe and follow our socials, which will be linked below. As well as the full recaptain's full synopsis will be linked down below. Um, And yeah, be sure to rate and subscribe and all that jazz. And we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.